0: What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, man. This has been one of our more requested interviews since the season ended. We got our guy, Daniel Hardy, Montana State defensive end, a first-team All-FCS All-American, first-team All-Big Sky All-American, and he is here today to talking about his draft process, the season, and his career at Montana State. Daniel, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me, man. It's exciting. It's exciting absolutely absolutely so let's go way back I know it's been a long journey but going all the way back to high school man what was your recruiting process like who was recruiting you the hardest um
1: is I didn't really have much of a high school
0: recruiting process if I'm
1: being honest um I only played football for my senior year in high school and uh so when you know it came time to get recruited um not a lot of people knew who I was so um I mean, I really only got a little bit of attention from uh, Portland State because that's, you know, that's where I'm from. It's the local school in my town. Um, And, you know, they offered me a walk on position over there. Um, And and, you know, I was paying for college on my own. So uh, in order to not rack up a bunch of debt, I decided to go to
0: a a junior college. Right. And so, you know you were in junior college for a year and then you wind up at Montana state out of junior college. What led you to commit to Montana state? What was it about the program? What was their pitch to you? And, you know, what, what, what led you to, to, to want to be at, at that program?
1: Um, Honestly, it was, so the, a big, you know, major thing for me is just um, the relationship the players have with the coaches. Um, I, out of, like, all of my coaches that I've ever had, I have still have a great relationship with them, uh, still connected with them, still talk to them on a regular basis. Um, and so when I went on my official visit, um, that was one of the things I paid – I tried to pay, a, you know, really close attention to. And um, it just seemed like the, the coaches were there um, in order to help the players, you know, no matter what they needed. It seemed like like a family. Like, they were honestly – you know mentors not only you know football wise but also as men um you know helping guys and you know their priority was turning making guys better as people not necessarily just as football players um and i you know i thought that was something that was very valuable um and i just thought it would be a great place for me
0: man it it paid off in a big way but one of the biggest things for for FCS programs and athletes this past year was the COVID season, and some teams, you know, especially in the big sky, did not play. Other teams only played three, four games for the year. <laughs> Looking back, how tough was that season for you and the program in general?
1: Um, it was, I mean, that time was particularly tough for us because um, we, had, we did opt out of all the games, and then we had, um, we were going through a coaching change as well. And um, so, you know, just kind of the it added to more of the uncertainty that came with that whole uh, COVID season, because, you know, you didn't know if you were going to be able to practice the next day or or if somebody was going to be able to be there, if somebody was going to be quarantined. Um, So, you know, it was difficult because, you know, as a football player, you're used to having your your whole schedule laid out for you, knowing where you're going to be at, at what exact time and, and everything that went with that. And so all that uncertainty just kind of left a lot of people feeling lost um, you know, just not, not knowing what was going to come next. And, uh, but I think that was, it was also an opportunity in disguise. It was an opportunity for our team to get closer and, you know, cause we had to depend on each other. Um, you know, it was, I, I think honestly it, it kind of added, it was one of the reasons why we made such a, a deep run in the playoffs this year and, and had the ability to make it to the national championship because we were all Depending on each other. We had been through that, you know, um, adversity before. And so, um, you know, it just added to our strength as a team.
0: It it definitely did. And you mentioned this season was a huge season, not only for Montana State, but also yourself. I, I just mentioned first team all FCS, first team big sky, top three in total sacks this season in the FCS. For you, looking back, what were some of the keys to your breakout season this year? Um, honestly, I would say it was
1: the it, w- it was our new coaching method, um, you know, <laughs> when when it first started. So we started double repping um, when our when our new coaching staff came in. And um, at the time, you know, kind of something you hate because you're getting, you know, burnt out through the through the spring, um, just taking loads of reps. But um, especially playing a new position, you know, my first time with my hand in the dirt, I feel like having all those extra reps really um, not only a got me in shape um but b um helped me learn quicker um learn the new position get comfortable understand it it slowed the game down for me just you know being able to see stuff over and over and over again and you know by the time we got to the season it was like all right like i've been here i know exactly what to do um
0: type of thing man and it it was one of the more impressive seasons man and as a team when you look at what you guys accomplished, you know, e- even though you guys came one step short, I know of your ultimate goal, what were your takeaways on your final season at Montana State? Uh,
1: honestly, just how much not only I grew personally, but how, you know, the whole team, whole team grew. Um, we had a lot of guys like young guys have to step up and do, um, you know, play pretty important roles this year. And I felt like they did it flawlessly. Um, you know, you look at guys like Tommy Mallott, um, you know, some of the younger dudes on the D line who had to step up and play bigger roles um, with injuries and, and things like that. Um, you know, I just I, I thought we did a, a really great job of doing that.
0: Uh, and and you guys definitely did, and you guys were the first Montana State team to make it to an FCS championship since 1984. What it, when I say that, what does that mean to you to do it your senior year to get this program back on the map into an FCS national title? Um,
1: it you know meant a lot. Um, obviously, you know the Montana State uh, culture is a you know very prideful one. They have a standard of of excellence there. And like you said, that 1984 team, like, we look up to those guys. They're around the program. We see them all the time. And, you know, trying to live up to that legacy, trying to, you know, hold, live up to that standard is something that's very important to us. So, you know, even though we didn't, you know, win the national title, um, you know, just kind of upholding that standard of excellence and knowing that that, like, just making it to the the semifinals isn't good enough, you know, just – and. Allowing, uh, you know, for the young guys in the program to see that this is what the standard is, excellence is what we're going for. Like, it's it's very important, and I think it, it's just going to keep adding to this future success of the program because everybody sees that we're legit, we're a legitimate program, and we're not, you know, we're not here to play around. We're here to get, you know, take care of business and, and get something done.
0: Man, absolutely. And I know, you know, this defense this year really led you guys. I know Tommy, Tommy and Isaiah Fonzi and those guys had a great opportunity on the offensive side of the ball. But yourself, I just got done covering the senior bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. So got, got, got to see your teammate as well at, at linebacker there. But for you, man, what made this defense special between Troy, yourself and some of the other players that really stepped up? <laughs>
1: Um, I think it was just because we had all had such, so like a lot of guys have been there for a very long time. Troy's been there uh, for, I, I believe, five years. This was my fourth and a half year. Um, Chase Benson's been there for for God knows how, I think six years. <laughs> just a lot of veteran experience. Um, guys who have been through a lot together. Um, and, you know, just when things got tough, understanding that we could, you know, lean on each other, um, in order to, you know, make things happen.
0: And, hey, man, it, it was an impressive season for the defense. But you mentioned the new coaching staff. I, You know, Brent, Brent Vegan is one of the best coaches at the FCS level. The staff he brought in is excellent. For you, what is he like behind the scenes, and what makes him such a special coach? Um,
1: the man is a, a genius. Uh, <laughs> like, and, you know, he officially runs our program. And, um, you know, he's a a great guy. Um, a lot of people, you know, they may see him and he's kind of a a serious guy, but, you know, he likes to joke around a little bit behind the scenes. Um, you know, great guy. Um, and is, I, you know, I think, I I honestly wish I had more time to get to know him better. Um, you know, being, you know, my first season and, and with him and I just, you know, kind of wish I had an opportunity to get him know, get to know him more personally, but, um, you know, Insanely grateful for what he did for me in, in this program, and um, you know I'm definitely looking forward to see what what he does in the future.
0: Oh man, they are very very bright you know days ahead of Mo- this Montana State program under head coach Vegan. But for you, you know the Missouri Valley the big sky, the CAA, they always get talked about, about who's the best conference at the FCS level. Can you kind of talk about how tough the grind is week in and week out in the big sky with Eastern Washington, with the in-state rival Montana and some of the great teams y'all have in the conference?
1: Oh yeah. I definitely think we have one of the toughest conferences in the, in the country. Um, you know, you see like the, the guys who like, I like you said, with Eastern Washington, Eric, Eric Berrier, um, with the awards that he won, the numbers he put up this year. Um, obviously, Weaver State's always been uh, pretty much the the big dog, the top dog in, in our conference, uh, the things that they've done, the type of players that they've put out. Montana, not my favorite program, but we, we don't <laughs> have to talk about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, they obviously put out some, some great guys too. Uh, usually, I mean, as far as I've been there, there have been at least, three to four uh, big sky teams in the playoffs every year. So, you know, we're definitely a contender and, you know, obviously Missouri Valley's got their, you know, their, their big dogs too. But um, when it comes down to it, I think we have some of the best teams in the country, as you saw that a lot of people saw this year.
0: Absolutely, man. I, th- I think you guys, Montana, Easter Washington, have been putting the big sky on the map. And you mentioned Weber State as well. And I believe Sac State was a seed this year, too, in the other side of the uh, bracket as well. But to get to this offseason, man, you're preparing to go into the NFL draft, man. Let's, but I want to talk about your experience at the NFL PA game this offseason. What was that like? Do you feel like you accomplished what you need to do? And what was just that overall experience like for you? Uh, it was a a, a learning experience.
1: Um, all the coaches there for each teams had opportunities to play in the NFL. They brought in uh, former and uh, or sorry, current and former NFL players. Um, just you know, gave us the opportunity to pick their brains, talk to them, understand what we what we're getting ourselves into, what to expect. Um, they had a, a a nightly conferences for us where they brought in somebody who could teach us something new about the NFL. Um, it was a huge learning experience, and then on top of that, it was an opportunity for me to, you know, especially, I mean, not only me, but me, Lance and and Lewis, to pretty much show the world that we could compete at that level, um, that we could compete with guys from bigger schools and things like that. So, um, amazing opportunity.
0: It it definitely was, and I think you know you mentioned Lance yourself, and even. Troy at the senior bowl this week had rave reviews as well. So I think you guys did that in terms of proving that the FCS level is not a step down, but you know, to get to know you a bit more as a player, man, looking at your game from freshman year, when you stepped on campus at Juco and your first year at Montana state until now, how do you feel like your game has evolved? Um,
1: I felt like, so when I, like you said, uh, I, a lot of things have stayed the same. I'm somebody who plays with a ton of passion. Um, you know, I pour my heart and soul into this. So, um, you get to see that a lot of the times on the, on the field, um, whether it's through celebration or, you know, I feel like my effort on the field also communicates that as well. Um, but I feel like I'm more, uh, more focused. I was kind of a, you know, when I first got to Juco, I was kind of a, a wild, um, you know, un, un unperfect craft. Like I was a, a raw, a raw talent. Um, And I feel like I'm, I've honed my skill. I've perfected it and started to, you know, the beginning stages of, of mastering it. Um, I'm more detailed in what I do. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not just kind of winging it. I have a process that I go through, um, you know, with every game and, you know, it's almost become a part of, you know, who I am. Like it's a part of my daily routine. When I, I wake up, it's, it's more ingrained into, into my personality.
0: Oh, man, absolutely. And I I I love that answer um for you man, but uh, looking at your game right now, which NFL player do you think you model your game after the most? Oh, that's a tough question. We watch
1: a, um, you know, we watch a lot of NFL film and we take a lot of different things from uh NFL guys, but I think the the one I take from the most might be uh TJ Watt. Um we looked at a lot of guys like um, you know, Nick Bosa uh his his other brother with the chargers uh miles garrett um aaron donald guys like that um who are obviously amazing pass rushers but um they're also like freaks of nature and not to say that tj isn't but i feel like he has more of a finesse to his game and he's not really much of a you know just a guy who can kind of pick somebody up and you know 300 pound man up and just throw him um so i feel like i i i take a lot from him and um you know, especially like the season that he had this year was ridiculous. So, um, yeah. I you know I love to watch his film and 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 see if I can steal stuff from his game.
0: Ah, uh, man, I, I I love that comparison. I, I think this season you proved that you could be that type of player as well. But to to kind of get to know how you get ready, man, we see the passion on the field and everything like that. But before the game, what is your pregame routine to get in that mindset to ready to go out there and put on the performance that you did? absolutely um usually so obviously um i get my zone i usually
1: put a towel over my head get the the headphones in and um you know i have my pregame hype playlist that i listen to um and i you know i'm a big believer in visualization and positive self talk so if i can see myself everything that i've ever done on a football field i've seen myself doing it beforehand um uh, just visualizing it in your brain um and then you know talking to myself positively um uh, whatever it may be like whatever i need to do to get the job done you know i'm talking to myself uh before the game and then um we go out on the field and as a d-line we usually have a we had a you know a quick huddle at midfield and we kind of talk to each other and you know get our minds right for that game you know get our final messages to each other before we go out there um get a a quick a uh, little pass rush drill with uh our d-line coach and then I, when I come back into the locker room, I usually have a conference call with my family and, uh, and we pray before the game. And, uh, and then I kind of have my own little um, personal talk with God after we get off the phone with them. And then we have our, you know, our team, we come
0: together. Um, everybody says what they need to say and then, and then we get ready to go. Oh man. I, I, I like that. That's been straight to the point routine. And man, it pays off and gets you in that zone. But you don't have to give away all your trade secrets here. Don't don't give the NFL offensive tackles any ideas. But when you're one-on-one with an offensive tackle, man, what's the number one mistake they can make against you? Oh. That's a
1: that's a that's a that's a that's a good question. Um If you I would say if you if you're punching high, that's that's not a that's not a great thing. If you're, if you're aiming for my shoulders that that would not be in your best interest
0: <laughs> you said you could try if you want but it's, it's not going to protect your quarterback in the slightest but you know i know every i know every edge rusher is different and for you what do you think is your best you know pass rush technique um honestly so it, it used to it uh, towards the
1: beginning of the year my go-to was kind of the the dip and rip um, I love to, you know, bend the corner, reduce the shoulder. Those those big guys aren't are usually great at, at bending down low, but um, a lot of guys started to pick up on that. So I had to start um, changing my game a little bit, um, mixing in, you know, a different couple hand fighter moves um, and doing things like that. So honestly, it's really just I take whatever they give me.
0: I like it. I like it. You, you said well, I can. I can beat you on the outside. I can bend, spin anything. I, I can get to the quarterback. But I. I was a former O lineman. I know in the trenches it gets a little. It, it can get feisty in there, and it can get real. It, it, a, a lot of trash talk is exchanged. For you, oh, yeah. how big of a trash talker are you during the game?
1: Um, I'm usually not one to to talk unless I've been spoken to first. Um, you know, it's I like to try and keep it to myself. Um, but you know, when the, you know, when people start talking, I'll, I'll go with them. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a huge part of my game. I'm not really one. I like to, uh, I like to talk with my game more. Um, but yeah, no, I'll definitely, there's definitely some trash talk going on this year. Uh, for sure. You might even be able to see some of it on film, but, uh, um, you know, at the end of the game, you know, it's always, you know, always, in, you know, good sportsmanship, good fun. I, you know, anybody who I usually am talking trash to, we're usually shaking it up after the game. Um, and you know, just letting each other know it's a good battle. Um, you know, no matter what the outcome was. So, um, you know, it's never, never really personal. It's you know, usually kept between the white lines.
0: Oh man, that's that's how it always has to be, man. Because people don't understand. I'm I'm a former O lineman, and To be an O lineman or D lineman, you have to have a different type of mindset during the game. And so I definitely I definitely feel you on that one. But going back through your career, man, you could pick an O lineman, you could pick a skill player here. But who is the, who are some of the best offensive players you've ever had to face? I'll tell you right now,
1: hands down, Lewis Kidd. Like even Ooh. though like we're on the same team and everything, but. Lewis Kidd is probably one of the best offensive tackles I've ever had to play against. Um, the man has one of the strongest punches ever as moves his feet is a great
0: athlete um, and is insanely strong. I, I like that one. I like that one. And I and he's also on his way to the NFL draft, so I'm expecting to see his name as well called in April. But you cannot pick Montana State because I understand. Listen, I saw how they turned out for y'all's semifinal game. It was like negative. However, and it was snowing, and they had that stadium packed out for you guys. But outside of Montana State, which team had the best environment you've ever played in?
1: Um. It wasn't exactly the best for us, but probably uh, North Dakota State. Um, their fans, like, they're they're a, a different level. Like I, I would say their fans are invested in that game to the point where you would think that they were actually the ones playing in
0: the game. Uh it's it's wild. Wow. Yeah, the Fargo Fargo dome is different. I know, I know you guys got to experience that in Frisco as well man but you know the nfl draft process is a long one and uh the fcs and this has been a topic on my show for a long time is that people always overlook the fcs because you guys aren't on espn every week you know and things like that but what is your response to people who may overlook you this april for playing in the fcs
1: um i mean i feel like that would that would be a pretty big mistake uh i feel like i've i've proven you know my level of you know, uh, talent and not only that hard work. Um, you know, I wasn't somebody who would just kind of came into FCS and was like a, you know, a major guy from the beginning. I kind of had to earn my spot and, and, and master my craft and, and constantly try and get better at what I was doing. Um, you know, you can, you know, say whatever you want about talent, but you know, at the end of the day, hard work beats out talent that refuses to work hard. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, You know, I've demonstrated over and over again, I'm a relentless worker. And, you know, no matter what the occasion is, I will, you know, work to to be at that standard.
0: Man, a- amazing answer on that one. And so this one's tough. And I don't want you to be too hard on yourself here because I- I've had players on here way too hard on themselves. But what letter grade would you give your career at Montana State?
1: Mm, that is.
0: That's I might
1: have to give myself a a B plus on that one.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad. You see, I I always get worried because, you know, I know you I know you guys as players are very hard on yourselves. And sometimes you all come on here and be like a D plus for an all American year. And I'm like, that's on you got to give yourself a little bit of credit. But B plus is solid. And for you, man what keeps you motivated year in and year out i've mentioned the all american awards you guys were runner ups for the national championship you're about to head to the nfl what keeps daniel hardy going
1: um I, a lot of people know this i talk about it a lot but um my uh my dad passed my freshman year of college um he had uh, he was dealing with a four year battle with cancer and um and he passed away and uh every day even though you know He had cancer when I was in high school and I watched him wake up every day um, and go to work to make sure our family was taken care of. And so one of my biggest things, whenever I'm feeling tired or or beat down or things like that, I, you know, I always think if he could, if he could deal with all of that and get up and go to work every day, then me, who is perfectly healthy and and fine, I can, I can handle anything that this life throws at me.
0: Mm. Man, that's, that's an awesome message, man. I I know a lot of people need to hear that, man. So shout out to you for that. And then finally, man, last question. This is, this is a big one. I love asking people this, but for you, if an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get, if they draft Daniel Hardy, this upcoming April, what kind of player are they getting?
1: Uh, I kind of, you know, kind of already talked about it, man. Uh, Just a relentless worker. Um, You know, I'm, I've been, God bless me with, you know, amazing talents, but at the same time, I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, those talents will get me anywhere if I'm not willing to put in the hard work. Um, You know, I'm a blue collar guy. Um, I, I, I will work my tail off to make sure that I am in a position to succeed. Um, At the end of the day, I may not be the biggest or or strongest guy out there on the field, but um, you know, I, I, bet all my chips saying I'm, I'm one of the hardest workers. I don't stop. Um, you know, quit is not a part of, is, is not a part of who I am. Um, and, you know, I'm not coming to the NFL for an experience. I'm not here for that, that three year average, you know, make a little bit of money and get out. I'm trying to make a career out of it.
0: Oh man. Listen, there are a few me covering the FCS. If, if your name doesn't get called in April, man, you will bet you can tune into this show and we will be raging about it. Cause you, your name <laughs> should definitely be called in April. If I, if I, if if my, if I had known anything about football, man, and you know, we've been covering the FCS all this year, man. So shout out to you for having an outstanding year. Congratulations again on the all American awards, the national championship appearance and everything you've accomplished. But this time is yours, man. You know, we we got that we got the interview through, but where can people follow your journey to the NFL? Social media, NIL deals, shout outs, man. This is your time. Uh yeah. Uh just Instagram, uh
1: dhardy44 underscore and then uh Twitter dhardy44. Um I, I'm not a huge, I'm not gonna, you know, post every day, but you know, I'll definitely <laughs> be giving updates on there um, definitely letting you guys know how training is going and everything. Um, you know, I appreciate all the love I got on there already, but you know, anybody else who's looking for a place to follow me, you can, you can there. So
0: absolutely guys you already know what it is man it's always support the players here on the blue blood that's why we do these interviews man the fcs gets overlooked but the but daniel hardy's name in my opinion should be called in april man so congratulations again good luck on your journey to the nfl man and we're definitely once you, it when you when you get on that nfl team and we're gonna have to have you back on man and let people know you know where, where they can fight like where they, where they can watch you on sundays definitely man i really appreciate you having me on here it's been awesome Absolutely. But guys, follow Daniel on all social media, man. We'll update you here on the Blue Bloods on his NFL journey. But for Daniel, myself, and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.